Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for this precious day and night, Lord. We thank you that the best is yet to come in our lives. The best is yet to come in those uh, lives who's watching on our broadcast. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for strength in every single person, Lord. And I thank you, Father, no matter what's going on, Lord, that you show them how to rise to the top in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for your anointing, Lord, that will flow through this, uh, this screen in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your love and your compassion that flows out of us and into other people, that their lives may be transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus and everybody says, Amen. Amen. Well, if you're on today, if you're just jumping on with us, go ahead and like and share the broadcast. We're going to get right into the message right now, and we're going to be talking about remain humble. And then we're going to go into five important steps to remain humble. And if you turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, I'm going to give you some time if you have your Bibles. If you want to follow along and take notes, this will really help you out. It will be some great words that's coming from the, from the Lord today. So in the, in the book of 1 Peter... Chapter 5, verse 6, and it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Let me read that again. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Also in James chapter 4, verse 6, just a few pages back from 1 Peter. James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And also Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. I mean, yeah, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. I'm going to read a few verses. We're talking about how to remain humble. And then we're going to go into five keys. <clears throat> Five important steps to remain humble. So verse 5 in Philippians chapter 2. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ, who although he existed in the form of God, did not re re regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Verse 9. For this reason, also God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now turn over to Proverbs 16, 18. Proverbs 16, 18. And it says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit stumbles. Pride goes before the destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. So if we don't if we don't keep ourselves humble, pride will rise up, and because the pride rises up, you will end up falling. According to Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse eighteen, 
If you're taking notes, you want to write down all these scriptures, it's very important. And also the five important steps to remain humble. We're going to go right into it. Number one, five steps to remain humble is deny yourself. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. And he says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me daily. Also, you wanted to read that other verses, right? 26 and 20, 25 and 26. Yeah. Also in verse 25, For whosoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Verse 26, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give into exchange for his soul? So point number one is deny yourself. You notice all those verses I shared was about denying yourself. And Jesus Christ himself, he denied his, his life. He didn't care about his life. And that's what happened. He humbled himself. This is how to remain humble. Jesus Christ humbled himself so low that he went even, even to death, even to the death of the cross. And that's why he got the name that became the name above every name. That we call upon his name every time we, we need somebody to be healed. We call upon his name when somebody, somebody needs to get saved. We call upon his name for somebody's, you know, organ to get, to get brand new. All those things, we call upon Jesus' name. Why? Because back in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11, it talks about Jesus Christ humbling himself. He denied himself. Therefore, God was able to stand in that place where we actually the, the man supposed to be. But instead, God stood there because Jesus Christ humbled himself so that God could be lifted up and he could draw all men unto him. Even though he says Jesus Christ will draw all men unto him today. Do you got anything on that? So point number one is deny yourself. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26. Now let's go on to point number two. We're talking about remaining humble and five important steps on how to remain humble. Number two is live a selfless life. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 57, um, Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62. Luke chapter 9, verse 57. And he says, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. And other also said, I will follow you, Lord, but first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You see, in order to do what uh, Luke chapter 9 said, verse 57 to 62, you got to live a selfless life. Meaning you no longer care about your life and you operate what the, like what the Bible says. It is no longer I that live. But Christ is living in me. So I don't, I don't, I don't live a, a life of, of selfishness, but I live a life of selflessness. Meaning I put others first before my own self. 
I put my family first before myself. I put my friends first before myself because that's what Jesus Christ did. He put the people before him, before himself. That's why he said what caused him to endure the cross, what caused him to go and die upon that cross was the joy that was set before him. And that joy was every one of us. That joy was me and you. And that's why he was able to live a selfless life and go to that cross and die for every one of us that our sins may be forgiven. Die for every one of us that our bodies may be healed. He took our chastisement, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He, he, he got bruised. He got crushed for our iniquity. And by his stripes that he took upon his back, we are now healed. Amen? Amen. It's very important to live a selfless life and not a selfish, selfish life. Because even, even what's going on right now with the virus... How many of you know that, that there's, there's a lot of selfishness going on right now in the world? People are running to the store and they're buying everything that they can for their family and forgetting about everybody else. Not everybody, but, but some people. I'm just saying we don't have time to live like that. We, we need to live selfless. So everything that we have is no longer ours, but it's other people's. It is no longer, you know, oh, this is, you know, I own this, I own that. No, we don't own anything. God owns everything. And all we're doing is watching over the very things that God is God owns and he's causing us to watch over the things and distribute it to other people. That's, you can do that by living a selfless life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to add anything? No. Okay, all right. We're going to go to point number, the third point. We're talking about five things. I mean, five important steps to remain humble. The third point is forget about your reputation. Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 1, verse 40. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. And it says, A leper came to Jesus, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Remember, forget about your reputation. Listen to the verses very carefully. Verse 43, it says, And he sternly warned him and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. You see, he noticed he, after, the, after the person with leprosy got healed, he said, now go and tell nobody this. Tell nobody what happened. Because Jesus Christ didn't care about his, his, his reputation. It wasn't about him. He only did what his father told him to do. He only said what the father told him to say. And he only went where God Almighty told him to go. He didn't do nothing else but, but, but what the Lord said. You know, he even said, my meat, my nourishment, my food is to do the will of my father who sent me. So everything that he was getting nourished with, everything that he was getting fed with, everything that was going in him that kept him operating was doing the will of God, which was, which was the very thing that was giving him the power, which was the very thing that was giving him the strength to carry on what he had to carry on. Because he wasn't doing it because of him. He was doing it because of, of God Almighty, because of the creator of heaven and earth. God sent his son to die upon the cross that whosoever shall follow him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen? Amen. 
You need to forget about your name. Like many people, they want to say, oh, yeah, this is my name, you know. Oh, yeah, this is our last name. You know, this last name is strong, powerful last name. We cannot, we cannot deviate from this last name. Forget about your own name, but focus on the name about, of Jesus, which is the name that is above every name. Even every demon in hell trembles at the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. There is no other name like him. There is no other one that you can call upon tonight after this broadcast and get saved and get healed and get transformed, get delivered, get set free by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the name that is above every name. That name is Jesus. There is no other name that is above the name. That, that name of Jesus is above my name. It's above my wife's name. It's above our last name. It's above even above your name who's watching. Because you know what? He forgot about his reputation. Forget about, forget about how you look. Forget about, on how, about looking good and all that kind of stuff. You know, just focus on the name of Jesus. Forget about making a reputation. Many of us, we, we, we can say right now to ourselves, you know, I'm just trying to make a good reputation for myself. You know, forget about that. How's about make a good reputation for Jesus? Yeah. How's about let his name be exalted and deny yourself? Take up your cross daily and follow him. Amen? Amen. You want to you know anything about that? No, you said everything already. Hallelujah. So if that is you watching tonight, and you feel, you feel like, you know, you, you're sitting in that area where, you know, it's all about reputation for yourself. It's all about reputation for your name. I'm telling you, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can be free from that. And because you allow yourself to be free from that, you will never be the same. Amen. So if you're taking notes, remember, point number three was forget about your reputation. We're talking about five important steps to remain humble. Yes. Let's go on to point number four. Point number four is receive grace to be empowered. Receive grace to be empowered. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians 15, 10 with me as you're following along. And it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. See, Apostle Paul is telling us that he was empowered, not by Apostle Paul himself, but he was empowered by the grace of God that was given unto him. Therefore, by the grace of God that was given unto him, he was able to labor more than every one of them, more than every one of us. Mm -hmm. You see, you need to, you need to walk in humility because in the beginning I read, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Notice, if you, the, the greater of humility you walk in, the more grace you will receive, the greater empowerment you will have to walk out the very thing that God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. The greater empowerment you will go out and be able to be a witness. The greater empowerment by you humbling yourself and receiving that grace, you will have to lay your hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Mm -hmm. The greater empowerment you will have to see every one of your family members set free and be set ablaze by the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's by us humbling ourselves and receiving the grace to get empowered to go out and do the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Not to go out and do the work of myself or my wife's, 
my wife's self, you know, to, to go out and do exactly what God has called you called us to do. And to go wherever he tells us to go, no matter what's going on. And to say exactly what he tells us to say. No matter who's around, no matter who's telling you, you cannot say that. You know, you're not, you're not qualified. You know, you, you was, you was um, unlearned and ignorant like the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Peter and John, everybody knew that they was unlearned and ignorant men. But because of their boldness, people knew that they was with Jesus. Yes. You see, you notice their boldness came from them humbling themselves. And then they received the grace. They got empowered. And then they operate under that boldness that came from the empowerment that was given to them by God. Mm. Amen? Amen. So point number four is receive grace to be empowered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you're watching tonight or, or today in Hawaii, you're going to be empowered after this broadcast like never before. And we're going to pray that the power that is inside of us, the fire that we are carrying, if you do not have it, you'll be able to receive it right through this screen in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's go on to point number five. Now, after, I'm going to go from the top again. Remember, number one was deny yourself. Number two was live a selfless life. The third point was forget about your reputation. Number four was receive grace to be empowered. Now the, the, the fifth point is release the power. See, the power we receive is not to hold on and say, you know, this power is just for me in my house. You know, I can, I can use it whenever I feel like using it. No, we need to release this power because the, the people out in the world, they are lost. They are dying. They are caught up in the darkness of the world. They are caught up in this trap. Many people are afraid. They are shriveling up inside of their house and saying, you know, this, this virus is intense. I cannot even go out of my house. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. That's why we need to release that power. And I'm telling you, when people like us rise up, the body of Christ needs to rise up in this time and release the power of God that is inside of us and see every single demon in hell shaken and see every single family molded to the things of God and see every single soul that is lost be won to the kingdom of God. That's the importance of releasing the power that is inside of us. So you can turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. And Jesus Christ is clearly talking to us in this passage. He says, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely we give. You see, the very power that we receive from remaining humble and we receive that grace and then we get empowered, that same empowerment needs to be released. You know why? When you release it, the Bible says in Proverbs, that he who refreshes others, he himself shall be refreshed. So in other words, you, when, you re, when we release the power, we ourselves will get more empowered. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like my, my glass right now. When I finish drinking this water and the thing empties out, in order to get more, I need to fill it up again. So in order for us to get filled up more, you might be sitting home like, Lord, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up more. What are you doing with, with, with the thing he already he has given you? It cannot, you cannot put any more in there already. You need to pour it out and then you come back and you put more. Just like when you take your car to the gas station. You don't take your car to the gas station when it's on full. No, you take it when it's empty because it needs to be filled up. 
So it's same like us, the body of Christ, the human believer. We, we fool of the fire. We fool of the anointing. We fool of the power of God. But we need to go out into the, into the community, go out into the, the, the world and preach the gospel. Release this power. Release this fire so that we can come back to the presence of God and get charged up again. We fill up our tank again and we go out and we start moving again. And we start driving out devils and we start laying our hands upon the sick and seeing them recover. That's what we need to do as the body of Christ. That's what we need to do as a born again believer. We are empowered. Now we need to release that very same power that we carry. Yeah. And I shared right here, it's not, it's not for us to hang on to. And I had this powerful story as I was, I was, uh, the Lord was showing me this message. And, you know, I'm going to share this uh, about what happened with my mom. You know, this was way back. I believe it was like in 2013, 14. I was, I was still newly saved at that time. And, you know, I, but I was full of the power. I was full of the anointing of God. And, you know, at, at the, I was at home one night and I was starting to toss and turn in my bed. It was like 1.40 and, or 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what, what is happening? I knew something was, I knew something was going on because I couldn't, for some reason, I, I, I couldn't go to bed and I was just tossing and turning in my bed. And at the same time, I was talking to God and I said, God, what is going on? You need to let me know what is going on. And all of a sudden, boom, a phone call came and it, and it, the phone call rang from my grandma's house. And all, as soon as they came on the phone, it just was like, you could tell that hysterical things was going on. They said, you got you to gotta come to your house. You got to come to the house. Your mom is not responding. Something is, something is going on. And I got out of my bed. This is 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. in the morning. I jumped out of my bed. I got into my vehicle and I shot to the house. And when I got there, sure enough, my mom was laying back. Eyes rolling back. No response. She was actually in a, in a, in a, in a low blood sugar, diabetic, like attack. Attack was happening to her body. And if anybody know what that is, it's a very serious moment. You know, it, it's either life or death at that very moment. Within seconds, my mom could have been dead. And so what happened is, 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 is uh, my grandparents, they had, that, they had that machine to test the blood sugar count in, in my mom. And they took the test and her blood sugar count was at 37. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, the normal number for a person Supposed to be at 120, the blood sugar count. And hers was at 37, literally seconds away from dying. There was no response. She wasn't talking. She was like a, like a dead person backwards on the chair. And everybody was like, you got to call 911. You got to call 911. And you know what happened? I did exactly what Jesus Christ did. At that moment, I was in the room with my mom. And everybody was crowded around. And I said, everybody, get, get out of the room and give me a few moments with my mom. See what I did? I drived out the unbelief that was in that room. I, 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 was, I was ready to release that power that was inside of me. But I had to have the unbelief get out of the room. You know why? Because everybody's focus was on calling 911. It wasn't focused on calling upon the name of Jesus. It wasn't focused on releasing that power that was inside of them. You see, just like, just like the world right now, there's many people, they're not focused on the power of God that is inside of them. They're not focused on the power that Jesus Christ carried, that at the mention of his name, every single situation in your life will diffuse, that at the mention of Jesus, every single problem will come to nothing, that the, what man say, it is impossible, God said, with me, all things are possible. At that moment, I knew all things with God was possible. And I knew at that moment, 
If I call upon the name of Jesus, something will happen. Something will happen. And everybody got out of the room. And I shut that door. And I laid my hands on my mom. I'm telling you, this, this prayer was one of the most powerful prayers I, I said. Because it, it was either life or death at that moment. And it wasn't death for me. It was life. And how many of you know that the Bible says in John 10, 10. That the thief comes to, at that moment, the thief was coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But I did not care. I knew that Jesus was there to give my mom life and life more abundantly. So I laid my hands upon her. This is like past two or two something in the morning now. I laid my hands on her. I said, in the name of Jesus, I inject life into this body. That you, this body shall live and not die. I command strength. I command the healing power of God to flow into her body right now in the name of Jesus. And guess what? Boom. Response started to take place. So after, after I got done praying, I called my family back in. I said, hey, come and take the, come and take the sugar count now. Oh, 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 wait, wait. We need to give them candy. We need to give them chocolate to raise up that, that blood sugar count. But by, when they tested, it already went from 37 to 67. And then from there, it went up. It went up to 80. It went up to 90. And then right back to normal. Boom. Back to normal, 124. Hallelujah. Back to normal in a matter of seconds. Because if it wasn't in a matter of seconds, my mom would have been gone. She would have died right there on the spot. And even if she died, I would have raised her from the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how much, that's how much, that's how much uh, power I had at that moment. The power of God was residing in me at a great level. That I was waiting just to crush the devil in his head. By seeing my mom receive life. My, my mom seen, seen the power of God going to her body. And boom, she came back. She started talking again. <laughs> she started talking again. And I, I made a joke to her. I said, Mom, I think it was better that you was quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just wanted to know how let you know how important it is to release the power that is inside of you. There might be somebody right now that wherever you at, just outside of your door, or you may be shopping at the mall, you may be at Walmart, you may be at Costco, but there's somebody, I can guarantee you, you cannot tell me, no, there's nobody where I'm at. No, you, you're in society today. You're in the world. There's people. I can guarantee you there's somebody that needs to be injected with the power of God. Do not withhold from what is happening right now. I'm telling you. And you don't have to be led. The Lord does not have to speak to you. You have the Spirit already speaking to you every day. And His desire is to see people saved, healed, delivered, set free. That's why I read to you the Bible right here. Matthew chapter 10 verse 8. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely you should give. That's what He's telling us. We receive that. We receive the power to, to heal the sick, the power to raise the dead. The power to uh, cleanse the leper and the power to cast out devils. But how does it happen? It doesn't happen from you staying home in your house and meditating. No, it happens from going out and actually doing the work of the, of, of the Lord. Doing the work of the ministry. Doing the work of an evangelist. Going into the highways and the byways and compelling all the people to come in. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's the truth. I'm giving you the word of God. And I'm telling you, if you receive what I'm saying, you will walk at a dimension of the power of God that you've never seen before. You have it already. You don't have to wait till you get it. You have it. If you are not born again, we'll pray for you, give you an opportunity to be born again. 
and then you will receive it. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. And then what it says right after you receive the power. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the outermost parts of the earth. Notice, right after you receive the power, you should now be a witness. You should now be a witness of Jesus Christ. So do not, do not withhold the very thing that you have from those people who need it out there in the world. Especially in a time like this. You don't, you don't have to say, oh, you know, I have to, I have to stay, I have to stay at a six feet distance. Hey, you can pray from six feet away. There's no distance in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. You want to share anything? I'm just going to say what you already said. Okay. Acts 1.8. Yep. Yeah. See, he's telling us, he's giving an instruction on what we need to do according to Acts, verse, um, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. According to what we need to do with the power that's given to us. Notice in the verse, he didn't say, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And you shall sit back home on your couch and watch TV. No, he didn't say that. He said, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen? Hallelujah. Hey, how you doing? It's great to have you. Oh, Auntie Brenda, it's great to have you. Hallelujah. Oh, brother Justin Mamwad. Hallelujah. How's everything going over there? You still in um, Molokai? Hallelujah. So let's go run to the top one more time. And the title of today's message is Remain Humble. And then I gave you five important steps on how to remain humble. Number one was deny yourself. Number two was live a selfless life. The third point was forget about your reputation. The fourth point was receive grace to be empowered. And number five was release the power. So if you do all those five things, I'm telling you, you operate in the exact way that God wants you to operate. Hallelujah. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. We'll be there soon. Hallelujah. So before we go off, off of the, you know, the, the broadcast, we're just going to pray for every person that is on this broadcast. Then we're going to give you an opportunity to call upon the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for every family. I thank you for every friend, every person, Lord, that's represented on this broadcast, Lord, that they are not leaving here the same person they came on as. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that they have the strength, they have the anointing, that they have your power to release it out into the lost and dying world, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. So if you came on this broadcast today and tonight in the mainland, you know, number one, you might have not ever made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, this is the moment to call upon the name of Jesus. Maybe you did make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, but you, left. you went from the things of God. You lost your first love for God. You slipped back into lust. You slipped back into fornication. You went back into the things that was contrary to the things of God. You know, <clears throat> the Bible talks about on how that the Lord, whether you be hot or cold, 
But don't be lukewarm because he will spit you out of his mouth. Maybe you came to a moment in your life where you're lukewarm. You're no longer praying. You're no longer praying for people. You're no longer, you're no longer telling people about Jesus. You're not proclaiming his name on high anymore. There's no praise and worship in your life. Meaning you, you're not serving God like you're supposed to. You're not serving God. Maybe something came against you. Like a, like a, like a, like, and it hit you so hard. Like it was a Mack truck from hell. Maybe you, maybe you had a loss of a loved one. Maybe, some, maybe you know somebody that has got diagnosed with the coronavirus and you don't know what to do with yourself. Maybe you fell into a bankruptcy. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it seems like all hell break loose in your life and you don't know what to do. I'm telling you, this is your moment. Call upon Jesus and he will turn your life around. He will transform you like no man or woman will be able to transform you on all planet Earth. And, and the, third, the third category is, you know, maybe you are saved. You're telling people about Jesus. You read your Bible. You pray to God every day. But the enemy keeps lying to you in your head and telling you you're not saved. I'm telling you, this is your moment to come back to God. Even if you want to rededicate yourself, here's the opportunity. To read like Paul told Timothy. Hey, fan that flame. Stir up that fire that is in you. Stir up that fire that is in you. Go out today. Call somebody. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them, hey, if you were to die this very second, where would you spend eternity? If you, were to, if you was to put your head on your pillow tonight and breathe out your last breath, where would you spend eternity? There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You do not have to go to devil's hell because 2,000 years, Jesus Christ died upon that cross. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ died upon that cross. And shed his blood for you. That there is now. There is now the blood of Jesus. To come and wipe away the multitude of sin. Hallelujah. So if that is you. Just pray this with me with your heart and lips out loud. Just say dear Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the loss, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now declare this with every breath that you have. Say, I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. Well, I just wanted to let you know, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you tonight in the mainland and I tell you today in Hawaii that all of your sins are forgiven. And always remember, run to God and not from God because he loves you and he has a great plan for your life. And if you did pray that prayer with us, let us know in the comment box. Send us a private message on uh, Instagram or Facebook Messenger. Give us some emoji hands, praying hands, or, or shaka from Hawaii. If you said that prayer, if you rededicated yourself, let us know. And also, you can comment to us. Whatever was